healing, self-care, mental health, laugh, joy, women, real black girl shit, to be whole is to be healed, black girl joy, healing journey, black woman be whole. Alrighty, welcome back to the Black Woman Behold podcast. We're your hosts, Marquia, Kim, and Anisha, and hey. we are Black women working on being home. Whoop whoop. Yep yep. <laughs> Not yep yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I'm so- working. That's what that means. I'm trying. It ain't easy. <laughs> We're on episode six for season three. This is crazy. I feel like this is going pretty quick. And we have another guest joining us today. Look at us. Now we got guests. I know. Look at us. It's giving talk show. It's giving the view. Daytime Emmy. (laughs) Okay. It's very much giving award winning. So we love that for ourselves. Um, But before we get into growth. (laughs) Right. You know what that is? Growth. Wow, um, yes. <laughs> Kelly. That just means we got better with our schedules, that we can invite people and have our shit right. together. That's Look what that, that means. That's the growth. Look at what, that. What, what, what? Look at that. Um, but I did want to check in with everyone and see how y'all are doing. So ladies, what are we working on this week? Come on, Kim. What are you oh, working on, Kim? What am I not working on? Um, I am actually <laughs> working on um my dental. Let me tell y'all something. I got to get braces again. Oh. I have to get braces because Invisalign did not work. Okay. And I found out that my teeth are shifting so much that like it's impacting like my bite. Oh, so like the overbite is crazy. It's looking, it's looking cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And the dentist was like, you got to do something because it's too much shifting going on. So I'm just really stressing about being in braces again, like as an adult and, uh, you know, when I, I had braces from third grade to eighth grade and glasses. So you can oh, only imagine the what trauma that felt like. I've got Invisalign with the 2020 vision, so I don't need the glasses. But the fact that I need these braces are taking me back. Way back. Not the rubber bands on the side. Because I the, had braces in. at 22. I was up ceramics. in the club kissing dudes i would take out my rubber bands and it was Ew. all good yes i was in these streets with the braces and the rubber bands kim you're gonna be out there i'm gonna be like girl go ahead go ahead go, you i got, got the ceramic joints i'm getting i can't get them silver ones i can't do it you gonna that get the ceramics too- yes the silver ones would be too traumatizing silver is i hear poverty. you but they're the more effective ones they work faster <laughs> They work fast. The silver ones are giving adult poverty. <laughs> Listen, I also had braces. I only had braces for a year. I still wear my retainer. I'm team metals. Girl, so, I had braces I for braces. five fucking years. Like, Did you I not wear the retainer? Did you not wear the retainer? No, I had a it was lot of years issues. ago. I mean, my goodness, it was 30 serious? years ago. <laughs> like, I had, they had to pull a bunch of teeth. I had a cyst. It was a lot. Like it was too much. Mm. I I know the silver does that, but I can't do it. I, I might. Like, I'm a freak out. I'm not mad at you, Kim. You oh. can. Uh, you should upgrade at this point in your life. I yes, gotta go get with them the ceramic ceramics. joints. So that's oh. what I'm doing. I'm trying to like manage that. Like, am I going to regress with these damn braces in my mouth? So just trying no. to figure out life. What about mm-hmm. you, Anisha? I'm working on my patience. Um, I just went on vacation with my family. And, you know, I'm one of seven. So one of my younger sisters decided on vacation that she wanted to make fun of me. Now she knows I got a bad back. I got bad knees, all types of stuff. So like, I can't wear like the really cute Jesus walk sandals that are like flat. All my (laughs) sandals have like a thick heel on them. Because I need extra You got support. to look like a pump, feel like a sneaker. <laughs> you got the Skechers? You walking around in the Skechers? Like all my shoes, look, all my sandals, right? Look like an orthopedic surgeon had me bottom. But that's okay because I'm so cute. So she was really going in on me, y'all. And then she had the rest of the family jump in. <laughs> and I was seriously feeling attacked. And I said to myself, and you've been a lot of therapy, you are a therapist. And I say, you know, it's interesting because my therapist was wondering, like, you seem to always want to be with your family, but 
they seem a little dysfunctional at Nisha. And I said this to them, you know, they didn't like it. I didn't care. But what I did do, y'all, is working on my patients, I walked away because I can be very mean-spirited and my jokes will hit hard. Either you want to punch me in my face or you want to cry. So I said, let me be the person. And I walked away. Gross. I didn't say anything mean. I didn't th- say anything nasty to her. I walked away. But she was really coming from my head, y'all. Like, seriously. It was given, like, my feelings was hurt. Like, why are you making fun of me? And you know these are things that I can't change. And we talk about these things. So, yes, my patience was like, all right, Anisha, you can walk away from situations that don't feel good and you don't have to act out. And that's what happened. Because let me tell you, just because I'm a therapist, I'm not above the bullshit. Like, let's be clear. I will come for your fucking head. And I didn't do that. And I was really proud of myself. Wait, your whole tone changed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll come for your whole fucking life. (laughs) And I wanted to. And I was like, you know what? You don't need to do that. So I watched the last episode of uh, Queen Charlotte on my phone (laughs) at the resort. I just kind of walked off. I took like an hour to myself. So yes, that's working on my patience. Look at that growth. That's Mm -hmm. good. She better Glad pay my hundred dollars that she owe me though, because not uh, <laughs> you put it on blast on air. <laughs> you like, and I'm a sinner. She's the, not the a request. supportive sister, so she's never listened. Okay, I'm not really worried. <laughs> this will be the one episode she listened to. <laughs> Watch. Um, someone told me to listen to this. <laughs> but the the key is which sister. There's there's more than one of them, so she. Naya. Oh, oh now, now, now. now. <laughs> that's fired. Dang, dang. Oh, you know hey. what I appreciate? Like we don't, we we know host bar. We don't give a fuck. We that's the I'm naming names too in this bitch <laughs> next time. I bet not cross me. I'm gonna name a name. Okay, like so Marquia, what are you working on? As we're working ah. on being whole. Um, what am I working on this week? Getting back to my regular routine. Definitely fell off for a little bit. So getting back into working out and eating and all those fun things. So that's really where my focus has been. Um, so yeah. Also, did y'all know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? Yeah, of course. Okay. I hope y'all knew that. Um, so I wanted to ask how you all are working to improve your mental health this month. Oh, how am I working to improve my mental health? Okay, so I'm definitely not missing any of my therapy sessions. That's number one. Number two is when I feel overwhelmed, I am resting my brain. So when I feel like I've been doing too much, if I don't take a nap, I just kind of sit with myself and just chill. Most of the time I actually go to sleep though. But I think that that's really what, because I think a lot of us will work through being overwhelmed and, you know, just feeling like I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I have decided to just take the break that I need. Um, And I think that what really triggered it was um, I felt like I had no energy all the time. You know what I mean? And I felt tired and just kind of like no energy. So I was like, all right, let me figure out what's going on. And that was a sign for me, like your mental health may not be in a good place because you really shouldn't be this tired and mm-hmm. feeling lethargic all the time. Um, so, you know, you just kind of need to take some time to yourself, take some breaks and just kind of, you know, rejuvenate a little bit. So that's what I've been doing. Kim, what about you, Kim? Um, you know, that's interesting. I think um, I am actually closing my laptop at a decent hour Mm. um which is usually where all the trouble starts from emails flying all over the place and all sorts of things like I literally said to myself close your laptop and go to sleep and turn off the light like I had to verbalize like verbally say it aloud like close your laptop turn off the light go to sleep you are tired like you're tired like I have to talk to myself so I think I'm not too mad at it because I ended up doing it and I got like seven, eight hours of sleep. So sometimes you just get wrapped up in stuff and you don't even know what time it is. And so um, whatever the cues were that told me to go to sleep, I've just got to start paying attention to them more. And I've done that a couple of times. So I'm hopeful that I can get back into a sleep routine. 
Let what about you, Marquia? Yes, on, girl. girl. <laughs> I, I shut that bad boy like close it. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Slam it shut. <laughs> Don't break it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not too hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how am I working to improve my mental health this month? I think, again, just getting back into routine is something that I need. I notice a big difference when I don't work out. I notice the difference if, like, I only do, like, a walk versus doing boot camp and a walk, right? Also, that level of activity helps me sleep better because I'm fucking tired. Um, so that I think is really where I'm focusing a lot of my energy at this point in time. Um, because your girl is tired, and when I get tired, I forget shit, I get sick, just things that I don't enjoy. So trying to just about paying attention, right? Like to things like we ignore signs, we ignore them. And then your body will attack you and be like, oh, we're going to have an extremely bad cold. I had the worst cold I've had in such a long time. It was so uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, I'll rest more. I'll eat. Like, just don't make me sick again, please. (laughs) So that was that. And of course, before we introduce our guests, we do have Ah, to ask, ah, ah. (laughs) what is the most interesting um thing maybe it's scandalous i don't know um that you've seen this week maybe it's something that brought you joy yeah what's your thing i want to go first okay talk about this nonsense with jamie fox okay what's going on with jamie fox is he alive is he dead is he being cloned what is happening You just getting tired of all the back and forth on Instagram. It's like the daughter, like he alive. Is he playing tennis? Like what? What's happening? Pickleball, baby, pickleball, pickleball. <laughs> and so I, I, I have to be honest. I got into a spiral, and I was looking at like the Illuminati stuff, and it was like oh, he says damn. something about Diddy, and I was like, wait, why he said it? <laughs> it was too much. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make myself let go. Like, is he being cloned? What is happening? Like, this is too much. I can't take it. Why was he in the hospital? Nobody saw nothing, no photos. Anybody talking about something? I was so confused. Because normally when someone is sick, you you see photos of them in the bed with all the things. (laughs) There was absolutely nothing. So it's like, strike one, which you hiding from. Right. And then they started showing photos of him looking different. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to stop myself from like going to that because I was like, this feels like sci-fi right now and I can't do it. And I need get to get out from under go. the rabbit hole. And okay. I was like, well, why is daughter doing that? It, it was too, I was asking too many questions and going to the, to the interwebs to find them. And that's where all the crazy is. So I had to let it go. <laughs> but it was just a bizarre thing. Like I was following this Jamie Foxx story for however long and now I'm tired of it. Who's next? <laughs> I don't even know where to go from. Right. Uh, okay, so let me bizarre. just tell. Wait, let me just tell our <laughs> listeners something. So we generally have conversations beforehand, like, oh, what you going to talk about? Kim ain't say nothing about this. So, so Mark and I are sitting here like, where that came from? You was I was about looking to at something about- on Instagram. <laughs> Something popped up on Instagram while I was looking and trying to find something to talk She's about. Talking about the Little Mermaid ten minutes ago, and out of nowhere, where Jamie Foxx that is he alive? What's going on? It popped okay. up on IG. I don't I'm know what to tell you. IG was like giving me information. Okay, okay. all right, Marquia. Listening. I don't think Marquia could breathe. We just probably need to give her a moment because this is not one of the After Dark episodes, but it's feeling it's giving After Dark. Listen. So go ahead, Marquia. <laughs> um, I should have put the phone down. I'm sorry, y'all. That's all I can focused. tell you. Be present. Be present, please. Thank oh you. <laughs> I'm I just being honest. I'm yes. just being honest. All right, I'll I'm go. Telling y'all. I'll go. <laughs> so, um, I'll to let y'all know on Instagram, I follow Sex with Ashley. So it's a black woman. She's a um, sex blogger. She talks about all things sex. So on her Instagram recently, she said it's, she said she found this study that said men have better sex with emotionally unstable women. I just want to say, I don't want y'all dudes outside the community mental health clinic <laughs> trying to pick up chicks. When you go on a date with somebody, you ask, do you have a diagnosis? <laughs> 
You what? ask him what was your father in your life? <laughs> you have any trauma? Oh, wow. <laughs> like you trying to figure out if this sex gonna be crazy? Cause I want her a little off, just a little bit. Oh lord. <laughs> maybe a little anxiety, maybe a little depression, <laughs> maybe a little bit of manic behavior. I don't know. They so do say that, right? Really, <laughs> yeah, they do I say that. This is really interesting. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, sometimes when you're emotionally unstable, you you you're a bit more passionate about things. So maybe that 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 um when you're in bed, you're a bit more passionate in bed as well. Mm-hmm. It translates to that. Hmm. I thought that was very interesting. What they call them transferable skills. Go ahead, there you go. <laughs> I'll choke your ass out. Oh, you like that, don't you? Right. You like that, don't you? What are we talking about today? <laughs> what is happening? Lord? Now it's making me think of Sukihana. Because she's like, I'll eat your ass. And so, and she seems a little emotionally unstable. Like I've seen a couple of her interviews and well, I would say she was unstable. Coochie. I'm well, just see, saying. look at that. Okay. So, I love Sukihana. Um, I'm gonna just say that. Shout out to Sukihana. I don't care. Love her. <laughs> um, wow, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> <laughs> you should have went first, Rakia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kim, where did you come from with that? <laughs> it was IG. I was literally looking and scrolling, <laughs> and then Jamie Foxx came by and I was like, um, I mean, I have to say it. it. <laughs> because <laughs> Marquia has to intro our guest. Okay, so can we can we get back to staying Marquia, focused? What do you have? What is what do you have? It's your turn. Um, joy, the joy thing. Um, Anita Baker, baby face, Ooh, inner child. Okay, okay. Happy. It was so. <clears throat> pardon me, y'all. I'm a little sick. Um, but it was such a beautiful con. Well, okay. It was a good memory. <laughs> it was a good moment for my inner child. Okay. Let me not lane. put 2110. Yes. It was nostalgia because in real life and being present, it was given hot mess. <laughs> mm. Love Anita Baker down. Looking forward to the baby face concert, but also I never need to see her again in concert ever again. I'm fine. Oh, tea. So I would. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done with it. I just want Wait. the audience to know. Kim and Marquis was talking all this smack about going to see Auntie. I was like, oh, go see her. She only got a couple of hits. And she messy. That's really what it is. That's probably why you don't want to see her no more because she messy. I'm done. <laughs> um, no, but she still really... has a good discography. Like her, her <laughs> right. catalog. The music is, is still lit, J Lo. The music is still lit. <laughs> okay. She ended with fairy tales. I was and in that was it. Kim's jam. Exactly. The catalog. I don't even. There. I don't even know that song. But go ahead. The catalog is there. It's just you know the production was a little lackluster. Then they had this fucking people. Remember Kim? Like the people that were like <laughs> they were dancing, dancing on a moon. Yes, and like these a little Pluto. like random ass graphics, and like we were going through portals and shit. It was very strange. So I don't know who was on set design. But it was given someone her age. And then we went from like a New York cab <laughs> scene to the Brooklyn Bridge to like a, a moving portal to Pluto. And it was like, well, we're, we are grandma. We let it go. <laughs> we are not ages. We ain't going to do that. Yeah. But oh, you know what? baby face turned up. Baby face. Oh, I love up. me some baby face. Last time I saw him, he took his shirt off. He had a little. Oh, four wow. pack. A I was lot. like, oh, wait, okay, wait, baby wait. face. Okay. Not this time. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is Uncle Calm down. It was, was at least five years ago. So okay, <laughs> he said, "I'm tired." He was dancing. He said, "Wait, y'all, I'm tired." He was honest. He they was were, like, "Slow down." They were both honest about being their ages. Yeah, which was a little overwhelming because she kept be like, "You know, I'm old, right?" Oh, I know I'm yeah. old. Right? She's sixty-five. You're like, girl, what? But but it's also because you know people haven't been performing, so I feel right. like the performances, the pandemic, took the pep out the step. So heavy on taking all the pep out that step heavy on life taking a toll (laughs) girl the way that she was in them shoes i hated them little kitten heels they had on her i hated her outfit it was just a lot like the she ain't no patty (laughs) okay and well you know the girlies don't really like auntie anita but again doesn't take away from the catalog and the voice um (laughs) so on that note We Let's done went all over the day. I know. I know. What the hell? We are so sorry Ooh. to our guest. We're ah. so sorry, girl. We'll get it together, though. I would like to introduce to you all Dr. Lawanda Hill. 
Dr. Lawanda Hill is the owner of Dr. Lawanda Hill LLC and Hill Psychological and Consultation Services. Dr. Hill holds both a doctorate of philosophy in counseling and psychology and a master's degree in professional counseling from the University of Houston, as well as a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from the HBCU, Southern University, and A&M College. Dr. Hill is a licensed psychologist in California and Texas, a consultant, and a curator of transformative spaces. She is a proud native of Northern Louisiana and possesses an enduring love for assisting others, specifically Black women, in their journey of self-discovery and holistic growth. Welcome, Dr. Hill. Welcome, Dr. Hill. We're so excited to have you. It's been a little minute since we've communicated since um, the last project we worked on for the Steve Fund. Um, if y'all remember at home, we did a conference at the Steve Fund where all of us were involved. So now we're bringing it back. Um, and Dr. Hill did a lovely workshop about self-care and the importance of that for undergraduate students. But I figured this would be a perfect opportunity to bring her back and talk with us because this week we're talking about burnout. Oh, God, <laughs> that's heavy <laughs> right there. <laughs> and y'all know at home that I'm not the most um, vulnerable of the team. I'll share some stuff, but I did want to share this with you all because I imagine that a lot of you are feeling similarly. Um, so the last few weeks for me personally have been hectic. Y'all probably noticed that we had a bye week. We did a replay. Y'all probably like, what's <laughs> happening in season three that we run in old episodes. And honestly, I hit a wall mm. and I was burned the fuck out. Yeah. Um, as y'all know, we've been like slowly talking about the entrepreneurship, but like shit is getting real, which is a good thing. You know, it's exciting. It's a new path. It's uncertain, but also, you know, doing entrepreneurship, still showing up in all the same ways I was before and still trying to be everything to everyone and myself. It kind of proved to be a little bit challenging, um, and a little bit too much. So I figured I'd, I'd ask a friend, I phone a friend, a fellow Scorpio friend at that. <laughs> to come in and talk about burnout as black women and how we catch it you know before we get to too far in so maybe at the brownout phase before we're like fully burnt out mm. so by definition burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress caveat not me being my own oppressor and stressor but whatever that's <laughs> not been successfully managed it is characterized by feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion Increased mental distance from one's jobs, feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduce professional professional efficacy. Wow, these words beat my ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> burnout still burning. Um, so, Doctor Hill and everyone, honestly, when you hear that definition, how do y'all feel? Do you relate to that? Have you experienced it? Talk to me, folks absolutely like when I read this I have a distinct um a very distinct memory of this at Stanford I, I felt this at Stanford I remember having my first and last I call it panic attack from mm. burnout right I remember I felt like I was having a heart attack I mm. remember because we were getting ready I was the chair of the co uh chair of the black coalition at Stanford so we were a staff advocacy group because staff don't get any love it's all about the faculty all about the mm. students any love so I was the chair of that group and we were getting ready to meet, meet with the president. And I, of course, was on chairing it, but I was writing the executive summary. I was getting all this data collected. And I remember it was the weekend I won't ever forget. And my co-chair, shout out to Shamik Francis, um, she was like asking me these questions and we were like going through the list of things we had to do. And I could just feel my heart racing and I could feel like my arm got numb. Ooh. And- barely breathe and I was like hey I'm gonna call you right back like just trying to like play it off and I was walking outside and I was like oh shit I literally thought this is how I go this is it wow. this is how I, go. I am literally dying wasn't dying I was having a panic attack and so I was like all right Lawanda you need some help so I called her back and I was like hey I am not okay it was just the stress of like how much we had to produce you know and how much people's how many stories I had taken on you know um, because we were being unfairly treated, you know, it was, it's racist. I tell people Stanford is the ghetto. So it was really, really tough. So I remember calling her back and she was asking me questions. And the more questions she asked, the the harder it was to breathe. Mm. It's like, I need you to not ask questions. Like I need, yeah, yeah I need you to just grab because questions oddly felt like I needed to produce. Yeah. You know? 
like I needed to answer. And so burnout to me, it is a syndrome. It is definitely a syndrome because what a syndrome is, is like a cluster of symptoms that you don't ordinarily feel. You know, before this, I was excited. I was cheering. I was doing all these things. But in this particular instance, it was anxiety. It mm. was stress. It was overload. It was, I remember putting, after I calmed down, putting the um, cover over my head and feeling like I wanted to disappear. Mm. Like you really want to be absorbed of all your responsibilities. Yeah. So many responsibilities. So when I see this, I'm like, yes, this burnout, I know it. And it only took one time for me to be like, I'm not doing this again. Mm. Girl, not you trying to make me cry. (laughs) 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 Because triggering and a similar experience, like the numbness, that's the, the most wild shit in the world. When you are fine and your shit goes numb. I went to urgent care and they told me, we don't see anything wrong with you. Sure. And I was like, girl, I can't feel my arm. What you mean? There's nothing wrong. And they're yeah. like, no, you're overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> Kim yeah. Anisha. And it's like your brain shuts down. You don't know what to focus on. You feel like you just like you're lost and it, you feel very kind of like disoriented to everything. And so you can't even focus. And I know sometimes when I'm going through burnout, if somebody's talking to me, I get very irritated. So I feel like my blood pressure going high, like you're annoying me. But that thing with the questions really resonated with me because I think um, it's because I don't know the answer or it's too many answers or I, or or I feel it's questions. my job. Right, like, it's too many questions that my answer for, like figure right. it out, figure right. it out. Right, what about you, Anisha? Well, I think it's so interesting because, you know, like I've been through graduate school twice and, you know, all those things. I never experienced burnout until I decided to become an entrepreneur. And I think that, Ah, no, ah, seriously, ah. like the last couple of years is when I've experienced (laughs) it. And I think that, you know, we we typically think about it as just like a job, like kind of like a nine to five or whatever someone's job is. But I think that the the job of an entrepreneur, it's not a nine to five. It's a nine to nine. It's a nine to the next seven. tomorrow nine. It's a twenty four seven job. Right, like it's, it's a two a.m. Like okay, going. And when you don't know how to turn that off, and I think that like I have burnout just not from work from life. And I think that we don't talk enough about that as Black women. I don't know if it's just burnout from work. I think it's from life because I'm steadily taking more and more on. When I thought about burnout, I was like, I'm a caregiver. And we don't talk enough about what that looks like for caregivers because my father had two strokes in the pandemic and I didn't ask to be a caregiver, right? Like it was just thrown on me and it's like, okay, now I have a 79 year old man who actually lives with me, who I take care of, but I also have a new business and I also am a full-time therapist. So like all of the roles that I play was pulling on me. And at the end of the day, sometimes I literally just sit on my couch numb. Mm. Like I'm just sitting there. And like, I'm not answering my phone. The TV is on, but I'm not kind of watching it. I'm just there. And I don't know how to explain it to people, right? Like, I don't have it in me to do one more thing. Like, I'll go in his room and I'll be like, daddy, what do you want to eat? And he'll be like, I don't know. And I've walked out like, yo, what the fuck? I don't know either. Like, you don't know what you want to eat. I don't know what you want to eat. You might not eat, bro. Because I don't have it. You got to eat this air, man. Like, it's so interesting. It was like, yo, I don't have it. For you, I don't have it for me. So I think that sometimes when I when I thought about us doing this today, it was like burnout. I was like, with Black women, I was like, is it just about jobs? Because that's how it's always defined. Like, is it more about just life? And yeah. is that what we're really talking about? Like the true burnout from all the roles that we play and all the it's people that we have to be for everyone in our lives, plus work. I think the clinical definition refers to work, but I would, yeah. I would say that by and large, it's not limited to work. And right. I that's, a, that's something that I'm very passionate about shifting. Mm-hmm. But black women, because of the way we're socialized, you know, like we're socialized to be everything to everybody except for ourselves. Correct. Yep. That's the problem, you know, and to me, and I don't, I'm, I may be getting ahead, but burnout fundamentally boils down to boundaries, period. Say it, it again have good boundaries you will not experience burnout boundaries and recovery you know what I mean Mm. like you can't resiliency is not about how much you can endure resiliency is about how much you recover because you have boundaries and I don't think that black I don't think I know black women aren't taught to have boundaries we are taught to be everything we really really hold very strong to this strong black woman trope us you know that causes anxiety depression 
all kinds of health conditions because it's what our ancestors and our elders did to survive, but it's not what we need. It's a new generation. And so I think that yes, burnout is not just limited to the the professional domain. It's, it's, it's bigger than that, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. because we haven't understood the importance of boundaries. We think that's a bad word. Like, I think that's the word of the time. Like, we have to have boundaries, particularly as Black women, because if not, people, you know, you have to, givers have to be aware of their boundaries because takers don't have any. Oh, I'm a bar. Come on, bars. <laughs> oh, when I think about my clients, that's probably one of the main things that we work on is boundaries and advocating for ourselves because we weren't taught that in the homes that we grew up in. It was like, you don't get to say no. Somebody tell you what to do. You do it. And if you got to do it for your sister, your cousin, your brother, like whoever, you have to do it. You don't get to say no. I'm one of seven. I don't remember getting to say no. And so like a lot of the work that I do with my clients who are primarily black women is around how do you have boundaries around your time and your energy. And don't believe that everybody's going to be mad at you if you say no. Like, they'll still be your friend. They'll still love you. But if you don't have anything to give, then you can't be there for them, actually. You won't even be able to show up sometimes. Right. Mm. I agree. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, So, Dr. Hill, when you see your patients, um, especially your Black women patients, that have shown up to you and been like, I'm burnt out, or are they even able to identify that it's burnout? Like, what are you seeing when you have patients that come across your way? They don't have the language. One, it's hard to admit to being burnt out, one, because of this stigma around strength, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea that if I need, because boundaries suggest that we have limitations. And to acknowledge that I have limitations makes me not strong, and that makes me weak. So why would I yeah. Ever- Right. So women usually come to me and like, how can you help me patch me up so I can keep going? Right. Like, so for not me, just the flat. Like, I'm like, girl, we got you like, some gorilla glue on it. Put some tape on the fender. So they don't, I am the queen of putting a black woman on leave. If you come to me, you're going on leave immediately because Damn. I know that already functioning at a higher higher level so they come to me like I just got to figure out a way to push through or they're like I'm okay and I say what does okay feel like you know okay is never okay right it's always I'm stressed out I have too much going on you know I'm overburdened so they don't have the language you know usually I ask women you know what made you what was the last straw for you to make you reach Mm. out if I ask that then I'm more likely to get intel the real But other than that, it's just like, girl, can you help me function in this dysfunctional <laughs> work environment? And I'm like, no, that's part of the problem. Right. So I don't think we even have the language is why I think this episode is so important because we don't, we don't know that we're burned out because it becomes such a norm. I think also like going back to what you said about um, that conditioning, like, of, and it's seen as weakness. Like I remember like being under stress and crying and someone's like, what are you crying for? Wipe <laughs> your tears off, like keep going. And I'm like, what? So I don't cry a lot. I'm definitely one of the fan group. I don't cry. It takes a lot for me to cry. Like, if I don't I'm know crying, if I'm, I'm, at, my, I'm at the end of my rope. In I'm at the end of my rope. And I've been telling, I always told people, oh, I have a big container, like this and that. And I do. I've got a nine to five job. I've got a second job and I've got a business and I've got family and friends and I've got my own personal shit. And sometimes my thing, when I'm burnt out, I turn off my phone. I don't talk to people. They can't find me. Leave me alone. You know? And it's like, that's my thing. I need to go away and like sleep. But is that your boundary then? You know, like, I guess that's what you're really saying. That's your boundary. You're not verbally saying it, but you are saying it where I can't answer calls. I can't talk to anyone else. I don't have anything else for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, what would it be like for us to get to a space where we don't have to go to get to that? Right. Like, what would it be like Wednesdays? Yesterday is Wednesday. I don't do anything. I go to therapy. I go get my massage and I Ooh. work out. That's it, right. That, and that's every two weeks because that is restorative. And so I'm I think with the middle of the week, Miss Dr. Hill over day, here, I middle of the week. Oh, don't even Wednesday, Wednesday, not Monday, not Friday, not, the, not Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday. The middle of the week where it's supposed to be hump day. Because I'm, I, you know, when I hear that, I would say, you know, what would it be like for us to not have to get to that place? What would it be like for us to constantly be aware of our limits and pause? And, you know, because here's the thing about white mediocrity. They are very skilled at boundaries. Mm. Okay. Come on. Talk about it. 
talk about it and boundaries and we're not we're the we're the people who like no i gotta work i don't buy that we gotta work extra hard to prove that's bullshit we need to work just as hard as anybody else because our our average is already exceptional yeah we need to just take time and pause and refill so we don't have to get we don't have to get to this place of like i'm I'm tapped out but when we seen it i saw my mama get there so of course it took me getting to burnout to be like well this is when you really pause right here when you really can't take no more because that's what's modeled Mm. but i want to you know be one of the the leaders that ushers in a new era that like we don't get there baby we don't get to burn out over here we yeah we, we restore we reset and then we go back at it okay let me tell you something that thing what you just said about mediocrity hit me so hard because I'm a perfectionist. And let me tell you something. Is. <laughs> I will look at a damn document before a meeting. I'm prepared. And I'd be mad like you didn't read the email before I'm the meeting to be prepared and do all the stuff. Progress over perfection. <laughs> and then I, but, that, but then I get mad when people don't know stuff. Like you should have known this. Now this right. is where the time we're supposed to be doing stuff. You wasting my time now. We got to go back. So my thing is I get super prepared. And that's an issue. Like, and also I keep telling people I'm going to get assessed. I could sit, I could sit down for like eight hours and, and research something <laughs> and I'm going to get it done. Like, okay, yes. now I know. Cause now I can't go somewhere and not know something. That's really like, I don't want somebody to say I'm stupid or this mm-hmm. about the stereotypes about black women or black people in general. So I'm always like, I got to be 10 steps ahead of anybody because I can't let them catch me. It must be tiring. It is. Seriously, Uh, wow. That's what me and my kid talk about. I'm like, girl, we are on the same time. Like me, Kim, we're on the same type of time. I have a meeting. I did all these things. I'm like, Kim, you know, I went this meeting. And this bitch didn't even read the fucking email. And but let it have been me. And then it would have been, oh, I wasn't prepared. So let me tell you something. Fuck y'all stereotypes. That's how I feel about it. Fuck your stereotypes because if you are committed to not seeing me, you're not going to see me. Mm, no matter what I do. So, uh, I've seen this at Stanford. I have seen, I would peep, you know, and as a psychologist, I would sit back and be like, mm, <laughs> she ain't even got no agenda. And I would watch it meeting after meeting, like, oh, she's just making this shit up as she go. Wow, people are really responding. And it'd be the norm, right? Yeah. Whereas we're like, okay, let me read, let me research, let me become prepared for my agenda. And I'm like, ain't nobody questioning her competence. Ain't nobody pissed. We pissed because we would have been fully prepared. And right. so it's not about using white people as the standard. For me, it's what's my standard, right? It's right. not about me trying to meet your standard. What is my standard of preparedness? And that's what I'm going to go off of because if I get caught up in these angry black women, black women are lazy, black women are incompetent, right. I allow myself to get lost in these stereotypes and try to disprove them. That's a whole lot of energy. The research says that we spend about 20% extra labor yeah. trying to dispel these myths and do this emotional labor. And that is what leads to burnout because that ain't yeah. in our job, roles and responsibilities. So I think we... I love this conversation for this reason because it's we're so conditioned to do this, right? It yeah, it's normal for us. Because well, even okay, like with this, right? Like idea. even with this document, I sent it out like Monday. I was like, I gotta give people enough time to look at it and read it because I gotta consider Dr. Hill's time. But <laughs> offline, can I tell them when we talked earlier? Yes, absolutely. Dr. Hill was like, girl. <laughs> I have that on my schedule in the next two hours to look at. So <laughs> I'm fine. Yes. I'll I was see like, you later. That's on my calendar. I'm going to look. I called. She called me. I was in the middle of a call. And, I, then I, I, and I was like, what's up? And she said, hey, I just want to see if you looked at the document. And I was like, girl, that's on my calendar for three more hours. I'm going to look at that. I day. love that. and I love the honesty really like I'm listening like I really love the honesty because I feel like we always want people to think this other thing about us and you just kept it really real like you know I can do it in two hours but actually and I'll still be prepared so don't worry but like I would love to be able to say that like I don't need to look at it eight hours two days before I'll be ready in two or one I got you I'll be there exactly I'm talking about burnout in my sleep I have done it I have lived it I've treated it I I want to just see the flow. I just want to make sure that I'm on time for y'all's schedule. <laughs> I'm good. We're going to be okay. You said I'm here. Okay, but let me say this because part of the reason why I still continue to do this is because what I've realized is I've gotten where I have because of an ethic, whatever it is that leads to all sorts of things. And I see other people spinning their wheels not getting where they want to get because of how they behave. 
Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I am personally committed to doing things a particular way for me that works and yeah. it works for me. Like I am managing things. Yes, there's tiring, there's moments, but at the same time, it works for me in the sense of I get shit done mm-hmm. and things move. They don't stay. They don't get stuck. Like when people, what people want to do business with me, cause they know I'm on my shit. And I have to say no to people to this day right now because my plate is full, which I am very proud of to be able to say, because I always try to say yes to people who do shit. But people to this day, two weeks ago, asked me to do a business venture with them. I'm full. I can't do it because people see how I move and they understand that if I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to commit to it fully and do it. And that has to do with the way my brain is wired. But like, I get shit done and I see other people not getting shit done. They sad. They can't do the, get whatever they want to get done. They stuck. That's not my story. Mm-hmm. And so I still lean on that because I see what the alternative is or what I perceive the alternative to be. Well, so it sounds like it worked for you. Right, but the, but where are like, I, but, okay, you could, I'm sorry, Doctor, but the thought I had when I was listening is with that same work ethic, is that causing you to feel burnt out? Like if it's working, then it's working, right? At times it does. But so then I think you got to figure out, like, how do I make it so that it works for me, but also it doesn't drain all of my energy, right? Like, I still have more in the tank for me because you are a social person. So do you have it in your tank to be social? That's when I that's when I be getting in trouble. That's why (laughs) going out and partying is my outlet. And that's when I go wrong because I've been stuck in the house and I want to get wild. Now I got more of a balance. Yeah, you need a little more balance. Because your values is what's driving you. I'm a fun I am a like I come from a family of educators. I will say that like excellence is our standard my mama got everywhere an hour early so come on mama you know when I'm like oh shit I'm late if I'm like not there 30 minutes early I feel late that's just the way she conditioned me so I do I feel like you should move out of your values but at this and also I should say not a but and also I think that there is some room for us to kind of like self-correct because in those values we have still been conditioned to overextend you know what I mean? Like it's one excellence. It sounds like your standard. That's why people know it. They coming for you. They want to be business partners with you, but your excellence probably could be scaled down to like 20%. And it was still my be- 50% look like somebody 100%. So I know it. that for a fact. Exactly. I exactly. know it. <laughs> she ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I'm so happy. Well, who else? <laughs> Thing. Um, I was gonna I say mine. like when you think about burnout though like how does it show up like how do you know that the you know that the meter is almost empty right so for me Kim will tell you and I'm so thankful for Kim I'm so thankful for Tiffany and Megan if y'all listening but I'm an isolator so I'll disappear like I'll respond but Kim will like call me and be like, yeah, so mm, that response, what's happening? Like, are you okay? What's going on over there? I'm like, girl, I just, you know, I just want to be in the house in the dark. Um, I'm true Scorpio aesthetic. Like I'm in the dark. I'm sitting here alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. So that is how I know that it's getting bad. But then I also know like it's getting really bad when like I don't want to work out. Like I have no desire to like move my body because y'all know I love my boot camp and effect mm-hmm. fitness and when I'm like eh, I'd rather not no thank you so I know that that's how it shows up for me I don't I know Kim says she turns off her phone Anisha what about you oh I just be on the couch so, like I just <laughs> I'm just stuck <laughs> that that that's it I didn't turn off I can't do anything else but I think I also just go on vacation like you know y'all know I don't play I'll be on three vacations in one month because I'm ah, not because yes now I'm, I'm I'm done that's <laughs> that's the sign that I'm done I'll get back to y'all when I get back I might answer an email here and there but I think that like now with having a business being a therapist and being a caretaker it's all hitting too hard and so the balance for me is that like I just need to take some time off I need a sun. I need some beach. I need something else other than someone telling me they need me for something or I owe them something. It just mm-hmm. begins to be too much for me. And I don't have a problem now. Excuse my language saying, fuck it. I'm in, in all my life. And I listen, I don't, I don't have a problem. I'm in my forties. I've never said fuck it before. 
Mm. But I've gotten to the point where, and I and I hate that it impacts also the two people on this um podcast sometimes because I think I might not say it to y'all, but y'all know it that I fuck it. I was like fuck it. I've just I'm done. I hate that that's who I am, but also I'm realizing that you can't go down. And so what happens is burnout will take you all the way down. I can't get all the way down that I can't get back up mm-hmm. because for me, I feel like this is my moment. This is my time. So I got to throw some balance in there or I'm not going to have nothing to give. Yeah. So if I got to go on some vacation or if I got to just like, you know, conk out and cancel my sessions and like, okay, tell my clients, you know, we'll reschedule for tomorrow. If I got to take my moment, I got to take it. Cause if I get too far down, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm gonna get back up. And mm. I can't have that. I yeah. can't, I can't shut down the whole train. Nope. But we got to get moving. you back up. Who's gonna right. Get we got to keep up. it moving. So, yeah. you know, Thursday morning, eight o'clock, I'm in therapy. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm crying in the park. And I'm <laughs> letting it all out. <laughs> I don't even think you, I, I hope that, cause I don't like to tell people what to do. I hope that you would not feel bad about being to a point of fuck it's, it's, it's Denisha 4.0. Like she has more limits. That's all. She has more yeah. limits. And in, in an ideal world, you know, I think we are spending more time. Like I, I think of every day, like of my bottle of water. How many ounces is in this box? 27.05. All right. That's how many ounces. And I wake up and I said, okay, cool. We got 27.05. What we got today? We got five clients. We got a couple of meetings. We got a podcast and we got a group. Ooh, girl, you're going to have to be sparing. You're going to have to be sparingly how you get mm. out this 105 because that's all you got. That's all you got. And guess what? After it's done, what you going to do to refill it? Right. But I don't think we take that posture and it took burnout to get there. Let me be very clear because I come from <laughs> I'm the last of 10, so I feel you. Come I'm on. Wow. Well, burnout limits, not saying yes. No, that's not unheard of, you know? So for me, it's really about, all right, how do I spread this out throughout the course of the day? You know, because I only got 27 ounces of water. How am I going to water everybody today? And do I have enough to water everybody today? And maybe I need to reschedule. And maybe this is like my testing mm-hmm. period where I figure out like, girl, you can't water everybody today with 27 ounces. You need to move people to next week. And That's so, right. You know, I think it's just that understanding, like, I don't want to get to fuck it. I want to be at a place where I'm just like, all right, I got it. And then if something takes me over and then I have to get to fuck it, I can be like, all right, girl, I ain't got nothing else. But I think we as black women are conditioned to get to that place. And I think we're already kind of like burning it at both ends when we get there. So I want us mm. to- I want us to be replenished as much as we give out so we don't have to get to that place. And I would say burning at both ends and the middle um, Mm -hmm. to echo the sentiments of the entrepreneurship shit. um, It's gotten to the point where I'm having stress dreams. Those are real fun. (laughs) Like, what is that? Those are real fun. When you wake up and you're like, yes, in that email. Oh my God. Like, you know, those (laughs) I didn't do that. (laughs) You're jumping out of your sleep. during the conference because I didn't tell you you know Dr. Hill you know she was getting emails they were all scheduled sent I tried to be really considerate of everyone <laughs> that, that I was working with yes. send it at nine, or I would send it at like eight seventeen, so people thought like I was up working because like you know didn't want it to be <laughs> that was technology tools are your friend technology is your friend right so I hit like a smooth like 826 you know things like that but there was one night that I pulled an all-nighter because I was like, there are so many things to do and I can't get them done. And I also can't sleep. So this is it. And like, I wasn't eating. I can tell you all this now I'm eating and things again now, but like, I wasn't like eating. I wasn't drinking water consistently. And like, I'm just recently getting to a point where like, I have to pee regularly. And I'm like, oh, like, this is what this is. Like, water. <laughs> it's annoying because I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom again. But I'm like, oh, I probably should have been doing this the whole time. I was reading. Yeah. I want to so. remind you, you were, remember you said to me and Anisha, you should be having fun with this. But I didn't say, did I say I wasn't having fun? <laughs> uh, it don't well, sound, that don't like, sound fun. like fun. <laughs> those moments were not fun. But every time I woke up, I was excited because I was Burn able to do something. Fun, well, burnout does not sound fun. That is true. But. <laughs> It ain't gonna get any better though. I'm gonna tell you this that now. True. The busier you get, the, the more it gets. So but the problem you know. is that I actually really do love the things that I work on. Like the reason why, like the conference was so important to me, and I had to hunt down Dr. Hill. We could talk about that another time. But <laughs> we was out here like we gonna get her and we gonna try to make sure that she's a part of this conference because we like her. Um I I 
I did. Like, I love the end product. Like, the moments in it were tough. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there are times when I question if I was capable and, like, am I doing this right? And should I even be working for myself? And those parts were shitty. But I would do this every time after instead of go back to the charter schools. Because you know what? I didn't give myself a panic attack. Now, I might not have had no sleep. <laughs> I might be a little hungry and not peeing regularly. But I had no panic attack. My arms didn't go numb. None of that shit happened. So as it's far amazing, as yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many, many women still try to work through their burnout, going back to I think what you said, Dr. They like do. and they, they try to they perform normalcy. You like, girl, you're not normal. You look dead. Like you <laughs> see somebody dead. I don't know. It's like, wait, they, it's so funny. It's not funny. I'm just like, y'all, just go, and I'll put them on leave. And they're like, oh, Dr. I just need like three weeks. And I'll be like, mm. That's cute. You only need three weeks. It's going to take you three weeks to just decompress. Calm down. Yep. From everything. And inevitably, after the four weeks or six of that, I think I may need a little extra time. Yes, you do. You should take the eight to 10 weeks that I suggested at the beginning because we work ourselves into this frenzy. Like, we, I don't, you know, I just really wish my wish for Black women. I love, love, love Black women. My practice, my, my business is dedicated to Black women, is that people, that we would give ourselves permission to be human so then everybody else will follow suit. Mm. If we could give ourselves to be permission to be human, like I'm not okay, that actually did stress me out. Those microaggressions were a lot. You're asking me to, to perform a lot and to like really honor our limits without feeling shame about that or like feeling like it's a, a hit to our armor, then everybody else would follow suit. But I think the biggest battle is really us giving ourselves that permission. Like you know that. what though? I feel like I'm channeling my mama. Like <laughs> I feel like whoever says something, like I'm going to be defensive or this or that. So I just really um mm. it's really interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. the things that I'm not reacting to this person, I'm reacting to it's the situation that was, you know, you know, or or my family in general, because it wasn't just my mother that, you know, raised me, conditioned me to be this way. It was a lot of them. So yeah, I gotta have conversation with y'all later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the question, I guess, is you know, so what are some suggestions for someone trying to climb out of a period of burnout? I think that's important. We talked about that, right? The first talk I about think it. is always to reduce whatever your demand is, cut it in half. You can't mm. can't keep carrying it. And I know some people are like, well, that's impossible. It's possible. Like if you are burned out, it's because you have too much on your plate. And you can't manage all of it. So you have to begin to chip away at whatever it is you needed to produce and delegate. Delegate, you know, I don't even say ask for extensions. Like I'm not going to be able, unless you legally bound to a contract, okay? You know, I'm not going to be able to produce this. What, Beyonce, Coachella got pushed back after she had that baby, them babies? Mm -hmm. I remember. Even in that, like I can't, I cannot physically produce right now. I'm going to still honor my word. But how do I, you know, extend it? So I think climb out of burnout, the first thing I would say even before that is to just acknowledge your limitations. Mm-hmm. I'm burned out because I've tried to be everything and be too much to everybody. Now, let me honor that there, I have limitations and that's okay. And how do I now reduce my demand? I don't think you can get out of burnout without demand. I mean, without reducing your demand. And how that. do you support someone, right? Like, so, so like, what would you say to someone like, who needs to support, how would you support them if they're, how, you know, going through I burnout? Take, what can I take off your plate? Okay, mm, come on. That's a good way. That's so if a I'm a friend, that's thing. what I can say to somebody or, a, or plate, if I work with you, okay? Or, you know, maybe they don't know, right? Because sometimes as Black women, we don't already know, always know our needs, but like, okay, let me just try to think what would I want right now? What are the basic needs I can do? Do I order them groceries? Mm-hmm. Clean your house. Do I clean your house? <laughs> What do I do kids? They'll take their brain from having to think about the day to day. Okay. I think that that's beautiful because I I think people don't know what to say, right? Like people be like, I'm here for you, girl. Okay. (laughs) You got to take charge. Right. Like I appreciate (laughs) you being here. Right. (laughs) However, my house looks like depression. Actually, it doesn't right now. But, you know, my house. Listen, I'm clapping on that one. Okay. (laughs) Kim knows Kim knows (laughs) like you know so when people say things like that now granted I would never let any of you come here to clean my house so just know that as well but I would appreciate that accept help and accept help let me let me go you have to be able to accept help when you're in burnout sometimes you need somebody like girl I'm coming in this house anyway be mad I'm gonna clean it 
I think the hardest thing is, is that we struggle with asking for help, right? So now I got to accept it. I don't even know how to ask you for it. And then it feels like people in your life just have to like kind of demand that, listen, you're not well. I can see that. So like, I'm going to take the wheel because (laughs) I can see that you are not doing a good job right now. Like, let me help you help yourself because as black women, we'll keep going. I mean, I I can, I remember my mom has seven children. Like I've seen her tired. So because I've seen her tired, I know that I can be tired and keep going. Yeah. And I hate that that's been the learned behavior that I've had. And I've seen, yeah. like, my sister has a nonprofit. I'll call her. I'll be like, when last time you've been outside? She'll be like, like, three days ago. What? She'll right. work all night. Like, it's just something that becomes ingrained in us. And, like, we all, we've been talking so much about rest lately, right? The Nat Ministry, she's been talking about rest. I don't know if we know how to, though. Mm-hmm. I, I had to be that's real. That's like, real. Like, like do that's we know real. how to rest? We don't. We don't. First of all, I highly recommend rest. I got it too, girl. I ain't ready yet. Look, I ain't ready yet. I ain't even opened it up. You need to go get into it. Get into it. But I think that's, I think you bring up such a great point. Like we don't know how. So when you say, what do you offer people? Like, yes, can I, what can I do? But for those who are resistant, right. I think you show up and you do the work and you, I would tell people to be okay with being uncomfortable. It feels mm. weird. Like, damn, I guess I should be, you know, laying down or I should be doing this. It feels weird because we haven't been conditioned to get help and support and rest. And so I think that it's important to know that it's okay to be uncomfortable with that. Normalize that discomfort. The first Wednesday was like, <laughs> you know you gotta push like, past it it's just so right. negligent I'm being irresponsible but you do you have to push past it and normalize it to a point where it feels like no this is part of my routine or maybe reframe it a little bit right like I'm not being lazy I'm I'm giving myself the gift of rest so I can do something else right like well trick yourself a little bit right exactly. now nah, it's definitely difficult to change that conditioning though because I've told y'all before, my daddy was good for uh, letting me be sleep past 7.30 on a Saturday and I'm lazy. So 35-year-old me <laughs> still feels like seven-year-old me <laughs> when I sleep past a certain time. That reparenting. Let me reparent that. Mm, come on. Here we go. Girl, thank you so much. Um, as we get ready to close out though, I know you're doing some awesome, awesome things. So please let our followers know what you're up to over there, Dr. LaWanda Hill. We have have the recipe for thriving at Dr. LaWanda Hill LLC. We have something for everybody. Um, Just as Black women are not monolithic, neither are our solutions. So Mm. whether you are struggling to, in the workplace, we have our executive leadership development workshop. If you're struggling in your relationships, we have Black Women Thrive. Um, If you are struggling just sexually we have sex positive you if you're struggling just in your life and you feel stuck we have of course individual therapy and executive wellness so my go-to is always to say just subscribe to our email list if you get on our email list you'll get a weekly newsletter that's going to give you tips tools and insights to thriving but it also highlight our services and of course everybody who's on the email list gets a discount to all the service will select services <laughs> come on come on I want to asterisk fine print (laughs) (laughs) no I love that um yeah so just just sign up to our email list at www.drlawandahill.com and there we will continue to just give you the insights the tips the tools and of course the discounts we have for our services Dr. Lawanda Hill on all social Instagram Twitter LinkedIn Facebook it's Dr. Lawanda Hill are you busy you want all of them. <laughs> busy, baby. You know what? Wait a minute. Okay, let me ask you as an, as an entrepreneur with your social. Do you have an aggregator or do you do each one individually? I have a social media manager. I'm not doing any of that. She <laughs> does all of it. I give her the, the cunt. My voice is there. I do the videos. I do the words. I do the captions. But like managing it, again, boundaries. I can't be everything to everybody. And not be a good clinician. Can't be a good clinician. I'm on social all the time. Period. Can't do it that part mm. but you be posting about them basketball games though <laughs> now if you see if you listen this is what i tell people this is what i, this I is that, that is so I true if you want to know who I, i'm in the stories your girl is in the stories everything else shout out to them 
They do a great job managing. Because that's the quick and the easy, the story. Like, I could do that. <laughs> Throw that up there real quick. The story, like, she'll be having a whole promotion about all the things we're doing. And then it'd be random basketball. She'd be like, yeah, game six, <laughs> baby. I'm like, wait. <laughs> like, can you stop that girl? This still my social. <laughs> I'll be in the stories. Awesome. Find in the stories. Uh, Dr. Hill, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank this you. This was fabulous. Thank you. I, thank I you love it. So much. Well, when you, you release your yes. podcast, you know, go, you know who to bring over there. For we'll, sure. We're going to have to We're going to come visit. going to do a mashup. Y'all. Just check No, seriously, out. I'm on the newsletter and I'm on the um Instagram channel. She amazing. is really good. Yeah, oh, I know. It's, thank you. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Well, I'm signing up today. All right. Like, I'm a little late to the party, but I'm signing up today. Come on over, girl. We got you. Yes. We got you. We might be coming out to Cali next year, though. We just keep it under, you know, hey. Okay. Okay. Well, hit me because y'all, y'all are Oakland. Okay. I'll, I'll make a trip to Northern Cal. Okay. I'll make, thank a, you, thank I'll make you. a trip. I'll make a trip okay. for sure. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hopefully <laughs> tease it out. We'll see. What's up? Marquia, take us out. Take us out, man. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Black Woman Be Whole podcast. Um, If you want to keep up with the things that we are doing, you can find us on social media at Black Woman Be Whole, whether that be Instagram, Facebook. Um, Clearly, you're listening to our podcast. You can check out our website at blackwomenbewhole.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Um, And we hope that we'll see you next time. Feel free to give us feedback on this particular episode. We want to hear your thoughts. Um, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Black Woman Be Whole podcast. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can find us on Instagram at Black Woman Be Whole, on Facebook at Black Woman Be Whole. You can even go to our website, blackwomenbewhole.com, where you can join our mailing list and you can find out what we're doing as far as events, where we'll be, if we're vending. You can also get a heads up on any information about upcoming podcasts and any product releases we're having. We appreciate you, sis. We'll see you next time.